This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude, all my furry feline friends out there. I have a special show today. I have a special guest, and it's all about the weird quirks and strange behaviors that your cats do. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this break. Today's episode is sponsored by Hanover Square Press and the secret language of cats. How to understand your cat for a better, happier relationship by Suzanne Schatz. Have you ever wondered what your cat is saying? In The Secret Language of Cats, Schatz offers a crash course in cat phonics to help you crack the cat code. Perfect for the fans of The Lion in the Living Room and the Inner Life of Animals, The Secret Language of Cats by Suzanne Schatz is available for purchase today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to have in the studio today with me Cheryl Kay from our show Unleashed by Cheryl Kay. She is a dynamite host and she has so much information about all of those quirky, strange things your cats do. And also, she has a whole crew of cats herself. So, welcome, Cheryl. Hi, how you doing? So I'm glad good. to be here on this rainy, wintry. Yes, we're so cold. Okay. <laughs> That's a joke, people. It's steamy in the studio and not in any way other than temperature. But so, hey, Cheryl, for everybody on, that's listening to Catitude that's not familiar with your show because your show is hilarious and funny, tell them a little bit about your show before we get into uh, you know all the quirk and strange things. The name of my do. show is Unleashed with Cheryl Kay. I also have a co-host, my friend Jerry. She's on a, a little trip, so, you know, I just had a in to get out and talk. So I thought, why not, you know, come up with something with you? And I thought, why not talk about the strange things that are animals, especially cats? I have two cats now. I will be getting a dog at some point because I've always had dogs. But right now I have two cats. I have a Maine Coon, Daniel Boone. And I have Cheyenne. And I had some health issues within the last year with my eyes. And I was home for a while. And I noticed that their behaviors had changed. Instead of me being alpha, I am the alpha. Instead of me being the alpha, like, you know, when you get up, you know, when you go in to feed them, I was the one leading the way. They were following me. Now they wake me up, believe me, before the crack of dawn before the crack of the crack of dawn. And I have to follow them. And God forbid I should like maybe stop, turn on a hall light. I notice they stop dead in their tracks and they look back like, am I following them? This is just different behavior, I think, because I've been home a lot. And just very, very strange. You know, if I sit on the edge of the bed, maybe to put my shoes on or something. Daniel, who's a Maine Coon, and, you know, Maine Coons are big cats, big paws. I started to notice 
that he'd put his paw on top of my hand. And now we, <laughs> we hold hands. It's amazing. He'll give me his paw. I'll hold it. It's like a sign of, it's his new way of telling me he loves me, appreciates me. And he's so glad that I rescued him because I was very, very lucky that I got him in a shelter. Shelters do have, whether it's for cats or for dogs, they have pedigree animals. It's just amazing. They have great animals. And I'm a big fan of adopt, don't shop. But, you know, there's a lot of great places to purchase your animals. But there are so many rescues and shelters. Best hundred bucks I ever spent. But let's get on. Well, I have a Maine Coon, too, and that's Dennis. And he adopted me. And he's huge. And, you know, he's the most trusting of all my cats. And I have five. I have a crew. And they're all, uh, they all have their own personalities and funny things that they do that I, the latest thing that I'm finding is I have two outdoor cats. They're actually community cats, but I've taken them under my, you know, umbrella of, of animals and I have, you know, they're, I fix them. They have, you know, I give them flea treatments. I feed them. They're just not ready for indoor. One might be, but they're boyfriend and girlfriend. So if I take one, the other one's going to be lonely. So I can't do that. But listen to what they do. Their cats are smart. Oh yeah. So whenever I come home, they sit in the driveway. So my, my partner, he works from home. So there's generally, you know, one car in the driveway, then open space. And so what they do, they see my car coming, they run and just sit in the driveway. And most people would think, well, that's a stupid cat. No, because this is the reason they do that. They have an ulterior motive. They sit in the driveway. So I stop because of course I, I don't want to squish a cat. That's, oh, I can't even imagine that. They stop. And so I have to call, you know, my guy and say, hey, come out with the treats. And he comes out with the treats. And that's how we get them to go. They do this relentlessly almost all the time. Sometimes I fool them if I'm coming home a little earlier or later than they expect. But almost all the time they are waiting and it's like, you know, Okay, honey, come out with the treats. And he just has to come out, shake the jar. He gives them treats too. But they just come walking over. It's it's like they, you um, know, a I'll little tell ploy. you right out. They already heard your car pulling into the blocks down oh, yeah. the road. Because oh, yeah. when I when I was living in New York, my cats knew when I was already coming at the beginning of the street. They know certain sounds that sound like you, just like... You know, when you pull into your driveway and you and you close your door, animals have a second sense about stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, my dogs, when they hear the ringtone, they know that, okay, I'm coming home or something. But we're talking about cats here. So tell me, you also told me that Daniel's doing a new thing to where he talks to yes, you. Yes, he meows. He, he never meowed. I've had him five years. Never meowed. You know, he wait, would wait. open his you mouth. You have a cat that never meowed. Cats meow. They do that. Cats meow, right, to each other. They do a different thing to us, different. My female, she talks all the time, but he never talked. Once in a while, he would, you know, mimic opening his mouth, you know, and it was a loving gesture. And he is loud, very loud. He tells me sometimes, you know, my female has claws, he doesn't. So if I'm outside on my patio with the door closed, the glass door, she takes her paw with her nails and it's kind of like she's knocking, but I hear it. 
he doesn't have nails. Now I've noticed that he's jumping on the glass gently. I mean, he's not going to go through the glass or anything. But all of these different habits, and I think it's because I'm home. And No, wait. Let me get back to you. When you adopted him, he didn't have claws, right? Of course not. I would never do that. Yeah. So he came, clawed, fixed, and chipped. This cat was loved. I mean, loved. I don't know how I... It's my good fortune to have him. Oh, yeah. He's but a good somebody, somebody really loved him because he's not skittish. He's very trusting. And they're very dog-like, Maine Coons. Yes. They, really they are. loved he's, him, he but sits, I don't like stays. that. Yeah, but I don't like that they declawed him. Well, he came that way. Yeah. But I just don't like that. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. It's like chopping off your knuckles. Right. It's not just like some people might think, well, it's just like trimming, taking the nail off. No, it's like cutting your, your knuckle for the Yeah, cat. up to your knuckles. It's Ugh, a terrible horrible. thing. <laughs> okay, so I was reading about some strange cat behaviors, and one of them made me think, oh, this is so weird. But I read this in a couple of different places. You know how, and my cats are indoor, and the outdoor ones, thankfully, don't do this. But cats will often bring you like a dead rodent yes, as a gift, a gift to you. But it's not only for a gift to you. I read in a couple different places that they think it's their contribution to, you know, to food, to food <laughs> for the house. So, you know, they want to make, they want to provide for you. So they want to help. Have your Remember, cats seen you eating rats? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, for cats, they don't, you know, know. And they're, it's like some places said, you know, it's like they're bringing a gift to you. And some places said they do it in order to provide. Because unlike dogs, cats were domesticated a lot later. And they still have that, that hunting instinct to them. That's why you'll see some of the behaviors where they like to Pounce, 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 pounce on things, and then that they also stalk different. You know, usually they stalk your other cats or your dog. Well, um, they also they, are pack animals. They've they've done studies. They they might be independent in their living and and you know the strays that we see, but they are also pack animals. I mean, with your group, yeah. the crew that you have, I mean, Daniel is by far twice the size of my Cheyenne, and yet. When I feed them, Cheyenne will wolf down her food and go to try to eat his, and that's fine with him. He doesn't, he's not looking for any problems. But I'm sure you must see a difference in, in who's boss in your house. Well, it used to be, well, Dennis was the only cat for a while. And then Charlotte is, we adopted her at four months. So she was out in the wild. So she's a little skittish, except with my guy. I think she likes men more than women. I don't know. I just get that feeling. And then Molly is typical cat. You know, Dennis is not like a cat. Maine Cooney's more like a dog. But Molly's typical cat. They all have, she's a diva, Molly. She's cute and she can get away with everything. And they're all different, very behavior, you know, behavior wise. But Dennis, I think who rules everything is probably, probably Molly, because Dennis doesn't care. He'll just walk away. Right. And Molly instigates with him. He's yes, but, dear. Yes, but dear. When Molly was really little, Charlotte, because Charlotte is older by about five months. So when Molly was little, Charlotte would try to attack her. 
and we had a hard time trying to get them to be amicable toward each other. Right. It was a lot of work, a lot of, you know, scents and let on each other and letting them smell and getting them used to each other. It was a lot of work. I thought they would never get along. They still kind of don't because what Molly does is she goes ahead and hisses and, and lets Charlotte, you know, know that, no, you can't go here and you can't go here and you can't. So she's kind of giving back what Charlotte gave to her. Dennis just goes away. You know, he he's happy lying on his back, which is another strange thing cats do. Right. Um, he's happy lying on his back, eating. He used to be the big guy, but now Cheryl's, or uh, not Charlotte, Char <laughs> sorry. Now Charlotte's taking over because she's huge, or what one of my former guests said, and of an impressive size. Right. She's, um, but definitely I think Molly rules it because she's like the little cutie. And so she has that spunk and all of that. And she is the one that, you know, bothers everyone. Dennis could care less. As long as he's fed, he's okay lying on his back doing his thing. You know, when, when I first got Daniel Boone, you know, when I, you know, I adopted him from a rescue, they said, oh, you know, keep them separate, you know, for 10 days. Well, I don't believe in that because if you separate them now in some certain circumstances, that might be well, but I'm not going to do that. So he was in, um, you know, a carrier and my female came in and I had lost a male. And now she was alone and she was never alone ever. She came in and she sniffed him and she ran right away under the bed. And I let him out and he smelt around and he spent the entire night under the bed with her, just staying there, being by her side. And they were friendly. And then he came with a treatment for fleas. You know, my cats have always been inside, even though I have pet screen. I never had fleas ever. I got fleas in my patio. And I brought them both to the groomer to be, you know, uh, bathed and shaved and whatever. And she let me keep them there overnight so I could do another dose of the of the uh, bomb. And I said, put them in the same cage. And they've been going steady ever since. So from bad came good because they're they're buddies. I mean, they'll they'll lick each other. Well, Cheyenne doesn't lick Daniel. Daniel does that. He he'll clean her. And then after about Five minutes, she smacks him. Sometimes six minutes, he'll smack her. But, you know, play fight. You know, they're, uh, but they sleep together, they eat together, they lounge together. I think it's great. You know, when you make a match yeah. like that and the animals get along, you know, it's heaven. It's like my cat's outside, but they made their own match and they're just like lovey-dovey. Anyway, we're going to be right back after this break. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. 
You're listening to Catitude with Michelle Fern and my special meow. guest, Cheryl Kay, who does a lot of great meows. And we're talking about all the strange little quirks our cats do and, you know, those funky, weird, strange behaviors. Now, what, Cheryl, what do you, th- have you had any litter box strange Terrible stuff with experiences coming up. Terrible. I went out and I just bought two new litter boxes, one with a cover, bigger than the one that I had, which I thought at that time was the biggest. Yeah, Daniel Boone just decided, I don't know. I mean, I clean it. It's not like I'm not there to clean it. He just, I think he, he needs his own litter box. So I went out and I got a new litter box. But he was uh, doing his business outside the litter box. You know what? We had the same problem with Charlotte. I mean, she all of a sudden. Doing, I mean, yeah, all of a sudden, Charlotte was doing her business outside the litter box, and we were trying to figure out what does she want? Does she need her own litter box? And remember, I have two dogs too. And what do dogs like? Cat poopy. It's gross, but that's what they like. And it's not good for them. It's not healthy. You cannot, they should not be doing that, but it's gross, but that's what they go after cat poop. So I. Well, thanks for telling me after they licked me hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, not lately. I had a solution. What I did, all right, after figuring out, you know, first we bought another litter box thinking, you know, three's not enough. Maybe we need four because, well, we had four. Maybe we need five because you're supposed to have one litter box for every cat plus an extra. So we bought an extra one and they're, they're both tall enough and she kept doing her business. And so... Then we thought maybe she can't fit in it anymore because Charlotte was a little cutie who became huge. I think she's like 19 pounds. She's just big. And we decided maybe let's try an uncovered litter box. Maybe she just can't fit into one. And that did the trick. I tried that too. I tried unscented litter. I think Not in un- my particular case. It wasn't the litter case. so much. It was that she needed an uncovered litter box. So what we I've did. I tried that. It didn't it didn't work. I think my well, first of all, you know, my cats are getting up there in age. I mean, I've had cats that were 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years. They're about 14, 15 from when I got them till now. I think my female is older. And I think because of that, maybe her urine is not it's bothersome. And she goes towards maybe the back of the litter box. So I'm just going to use the two and I'm going to see how that goes. Well, this is what we did because with having dogs and everything, we purchased an automatic litter box, which we we had one already, but it was outside on our patio and had seen better days. So we purchased an automatic one, which once they do their business, it waits about 15 minutes. So it gives the cat time to do the covering, whatever. And then it scoops all the stuff. But then that wasn't enough because every time Charlotte would go there, Molly would, you know, come by and hiss, you know, kind of like, get out of there. Now you were mean to me. I'm getting back at you kind of meows so what we did was took the cover off one litter box and kind of had to barricade it with with some dining room chairs so the dog couldn't get get to it and it's not the best solution but for right now that's what works so so wait a minute so you took the cover off of one litter box you barricaded it with chairs so the dogs couldn't get there. Dogs can get there, but the cat will fit. You know, the the little dog, you know, Nikki's little. He he doesn't eat anything from the ground. 
maybe because he's purebred, he's snobby, I don't know, but he doesn't, he's not like that, but Zeus is a mutt, and he's a retriever, so, you know, their nose is always on the ground, eating up stuff, and I had to put the chairs so that he couldn't really reach and get there, and he's, he's too scared to, like, try to, you know, knock over a chair to get to it, but that was the only way, it's in a corner, there's, like, two chairs in front of it, and the only other way would put, be able to put some kind of fence or something. But that's yeah. what we, you know, she kept going on carpets. She would go on the couch for no reason. I got rid of all of my carpet. It's a beautiful thing when you have animals. Uh, well, these, other are, than the these are just like um, area rug kind of things. Yeah. But still, you know. Anyway, enough about litter box because, oh, and you know what? This is something interesting that I found. One last thing. I've read that when the poop, well, you know, usually they cover their poop because they're, they want to cover their scent like they're out in the wild. But when they don't cover their poop, it means that your cat is annoyed at you. So if you did something to piss off your cat, watch out because your cat's not going to cover. On a daily basis, I must do something. (laughs) I mean, I mean, if I get up, I mean, this is very strange. And I think it's because Cheyenne is old. It's not Daniel Boone. If I should get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, she thinks it's time. It's dark out. She wants up and it's never too early to feed a cat. It's the most ridiculous thing. And I climb under the, under the, you know, the covers and she like with her claws, I mean, not, not to hurt me, she like strokes my hair. I mean, you know, because she sees Maybe she me. thinks she's brushing your hair. Maybe. But, you know, do you... See, I've had my cats uh, groomed where they've been shaved. And, you know, Daniel, last year, used to get knots all the time. And I brush him religiously every day. If I, Maybe I miss a day, certainly the next day. You know, and I have the ones that thin the hair out, and they love it. I could hold up a brush, and they will come running you know, with the big tail and everything. So he was getting nuts all the time. And when I did have carpeting, I felt that him rolling on the carpeting, you know, like you say, unusual, he'd lay on his back, you know, with his gotkas hanging out, and he would get nuts. With so, his what hanging out? Gotkas. It's just an expression. Uh-huh. Everything hanging out. <laughs> so I took him to the groomer, and they groomed him. They shaved him. And ever since then, no more nuts. What I was doing... I would wash him. You know, I put him in the sink. I mean, it wasn't pretty. You know, they sit there all stiffened up, but I'd bathe them and then I'd rough them up with the towel to dry them because, you know, they like to lick themselves dry. And that made knots. But this time, the groomer took care of it, shaved him, and I let it grow in naturally. You know, he was like a Marine, bow legged. I mean, you know. He was like a Marine? Th- yeah, that I mean, real buzz. short, real buzz cut. And he loved it, and especially in the summer. I mean, they're hot also. But I just kept brushing them. I mean, I don't want to poo-poo it, but no nuts. That oh, is the true. secret. And what about, does Daniel lie, does he lie on his back exposing his belly to you? Yes. Okay, Dennis does that too, and that's supposed to be like their... They trust us. Yes, that's like the holy grail of... I love you. I trust you because cats don't like You're the cattle. only person in the home who feeds me. You know how to open up yep. the cans. Yeah, sure. 
course. <laughs> they love they love it when your belly, you know, is exposed. And then there's something else, and I think it's I find this annoying when it's done to me. And you mentioned it. You know, when your cat is on top of you and it's like kneading you, like pressing back and forth, back and forth. And Molly does this, and she has nails, and she's not a light little cutie cat anymore. She's getting a little chubby. And when she needs, I could feel the nails and she'll lean on one leg and it's like 15 pounds of pressure. So it gives you black and blues. But I was reading that that is supposed to be like a very, you know, comforting thing for them. And it means they love you and they trust you. Daniel and, lays on my chest all the time. Oh, that's one too. But the kneading is one of the things that also brings them comfort because that's one of the first things they learn when they're, you know, suckling at their mother right. to get milk. They knead. And that's why you'll see sometimes cats will flex their paws out or when they're on on you, they'll right. do that back and forth thing with two front paws. And that's or when he started to mouth a meow. And then he would, like, I'm serious, we hold hands. Like, I'll take his paw in my hand. It's in the sign of affection. And when I go to take my hand away, he's strong. I could feel his muscles tighten, and he's, like, pulling me near him. It's This is, I would say, within the last, within the last eight months, this habit. I mean, you know, people change. Yeah. Animals and change. Cats too, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, it's. I think it's wonderful. He's the first Maine Coon I've had. But I will. He will not be the last. I, they are wonderful, loving. They really are loving animals. You know what? This is kind of funny. Maine Coon was the Dennis was the first cat I had because I know I host Catitude, but and I've had Dennis nine years. But I grew up with dogs, and I thought you know Dennis was so easy and everything, and so, so, not like most cats. Cats was something that followed you home from school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Dennis was outside my door, opened it up, and he walked in, and that's how I, got, I ended up with Dennis. But I thought all cats were like Dennis, and or most cats. And I remember telling a neighbor that I would cat sit for her from time to time, and I said, you know, your cat's just nasty. I mean, my cat doesn't do any of this, thinking I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm so fortunate, I have the best cat, blah, blah, blah. And she said, no, your cat is not normal. <laughs> And now that I have Charlotte and Molly, it's like, yes, you're so right. Maine Coons are different. I'm not saying all cats are wonderful in their own way. You know, I would not give up Molly or Charlotte for anything, but they're all different. And Maine Coons are a little different than some of the other, you know, breeds of cats, mixes of cats. They just are. Yeah, they're like gentle giants. Yes. But they are very dog-like. If I'm in my kitchen cooking, I could turn around. There's Daniel. He's hanging with me. He likes to be in my company. Oh, I mean, yeah. they both do. But, I mean, he certainly. And, you know, I have to tell you, I got this new feeder because I'm going to go away for a couple of days. So the feeder I had, I really didn't like it. The lip was very short on it. So when they were eating, it would get messy. So I retired that. And I went out and I bought, I went looking for a different type of feeder. And I found one and I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know the company, but it, you know, they're all plastic. It looked like a mason jar on the top. And I thought, this is great. But the problem is, if I'm not there to shake it, it doesn't feed to the bottom where they could eat it. So you have to hear what I did. So 
you know, I'm going away and, you know, I very, you know, I could pull out the old one or I could leave a big bow. I'm going, only going for four days. So I was trying to teach them, you know, they'll eat in a circle and there's no more food, but it's in the, you could see it, but I'm not going to be there to shake it. So I tried, I took, I took both their paws and I shoved it in there and it came out. I thought Cheyenne for sure got it. Daniel, who's, you know, bigger head, bigger brain. I finally was able to get him to do it, but nope. So I have to shake it. I even put a chopstick in the middle. I thought maybe that, I mean, I'm going to have to add to it because I can't go away with the thought that they're not going to be able to get to their food. But I mean, crazy, you know, you want to teach an, an old cat a new trick. So when I left the house today, there was some space I'm going to see if they've figured it out yet for themselves. They might. They might. They're very innovative. I mean, not innovative. They're very intelligent with things like Dennis. When Maybe I first, they're not hungry enough. Maybe. When I first got Dennis, what he would do if he was hungry, and he liked dog food for some reason, and it's not good for him, and it he ended up having to have a surgery, but I don't think it was just because of dog food. But he would slice the bags open. We had to buy um, a canister that held all the dog food from Simple Human. I remember the name, and which is better anyway because it eliminates the bu- little microscopic bugs that you can hardly see and all that. But he would just slice it open and say, I'm eating it. I don't care. And so we just have to be careful with anything with Dennis. But he's gotten better over the years. You know, so we're almost out of time. Tell me, what is the weirdest thing that you're that either Cheyenne or Daniel does? Hmm. hmm. Well, I think his new habit of pouncing—not terribly strong. I don't want our you know listeners to think that they're gonna. But his little pouncing on the glass, uh, my glass patio door, to let me know he wants to come out and be with me—that was a new sound. See, with Cheyenne, she'll do it, and because she has claws, I hear the click. But him pouncing, I think that's pretty smart, I think. He doesn't meow that, but he meows in the house, and I hear that. It's like, what do you want? Like, what are you calling me for? You know, but it's different, like, you know, uh, it's a different meow than they're getting sick, because that's a meow that, you know, we react instantly. No, I, I think— That's like almost a howl meow. Yeah, no, he's just calling me. I think he just found his voice. Well, this is my new thing that I don't think I really like so much, but she doesn't like being turned around. Molly likes to go on my chest and do the kneading thing, but then she likes to turn around. So what do I see? Cat tushy, okay? I mean, she's sitting, but still, I don't really want the butt right there by my face. So I tried to turn her around. She didn't go for that. So that's her new thing. So I don't know. She's laying on me, which means she's you know being loving. Maybe she thinks she's being lookout or something. Yes, I have because no Cheyenne, idea. Because Cheyenne, when she cuddles with me, she'll come up and she'll face out, but she'll be cuddled. Yeah, so that's probably it. I mean, not that she's just being lookout. Yeah. Hey, I'm watching out for everyone. Blah blah blah. Well. Cheryl, it's been great having you on Catitude. Have me back again. Of I like. Course. I like. And I want to let all our listeners know that we are now on Spotify. So look for Catitude on Spotify. 
That's fabulous. Congratulations. Yes. All Pet Life Radio, your show too, on Spotify. And which is, it's a really cool app to for music and podcasts and all kinds of great things. And if you want to tell me about your cat's strange behavior, it's Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. I'd like to thank my guest, Cheryl Kay, for coming on Catitude. Thanks to my cat crew that amazes and surprises me and I wouldn't give them up for anything. My inside crew, which is Dennis, Molly, and Charlotte, and we have Sammy and Jethro as my outside crew. And um, thanks to everyone listening, and thanks to Mark Winter for making me and my guest always sound great. Now stay tuned, because we have a lot of amazing shows coming up, so keep looking out for new shows on Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.